All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the New Testament and we're going through the New Year. And we are now up to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, chapter 10. And the Apostle Paul is going to go back to defending himself because that's a big part of what this letter is about. And in defending himself, um, we're going to learn some lessons. Because here he is, he's led them to the Lord, uh, he's poured his life into them, established the church, established the fellowship, helped some of them get involved in ministry and serving one another and finding these positions and in the church and doing all these things. And now they're turning against them. Not everybody's turning against them, but some of them are, and they're making accusations against them. They're saying, oh, Paul's just worldly, he uses worldly tactics. Well, Paul's going to defend himself. So he says, by the humility and gentleness of Christ. Yeah, Jesus is gentle. I appeal to you. I love that he appeals to them. Uh, you know, as an apostle, he does have this sort of unusual spiritual authority. And he doesn't demand of them. He doesn't order them. But he appeals to them. You know, come on, guys. Listen, let's uh, let's be reasonable. Let's reason together. You know, God says this as well in the book of Isaiah. Come, let us reason together. And he said, I, Paul, who am timid when face to face with you, but bold when, when, uh, when but bold towards you went away. Well, what are they saying? They're saying, oh, yeah, you know, when Paul's around, you know, he's just a nice guy and he's so timid and he's so kind and all of that. But yeah, but get him away. And he writes these letters to us, these nasty letters. This is kind of like what is happening in the 21st century, you know, with the advent of social media and, you know, email and all of these kinds of digital conversations. There's people that they call them uh, keyboard warriors. You get behind the keyboard and you say things with the keyboard, you know, sending them out that you would never say to a person in person. And that's what they're accusing Paul of. Oh, you write letters that are strong and mean, but you're not when you're here with us. And Paul said, well, I beg of you that when I do come, I don't have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. You know, I don't want to come and get in an argument. I don't want to come and be confrontative. You know, I just want to be reasonable. I want to be friends. I want to get along. I want to have a fellowship. I want to do something together and do something for God. Let's let's make our lives purposeful let's let's do something let's let's make our lives count and he said we're not using worldly tactics for though we live in the world we don't wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world on the contrary we have divine power to, to demolish strongholds and we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ and we'll be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your disobedience, once your um, obedience is complete. So we don't fight the world with the world's tactics. And, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on if you live in the United States right now. And I assume most of us that were, are listening um, and participating in fellowship together here, that we're in the United States. And so there's a lot of things that Christian people don't like that's happening around them. And I don't want to get into the list of those things that they don't like. So we kind of think, well, the way that we can fight against this is we can fight against it with, you know, worldly tactics. You know, let's, uh, you know, if they're being mean to them, let's be mean to us. You know, if they're being wise guys and, you know, calling us names, let's be wise guys and call them names. Let's, let's boycott them. Let's hate them. Let's whatever. Why don't we love them? Why don't we love our enemies? Why don't we pray for those who despitefully use us? That's different. That's godly. That's powerful. People like don't understand that. 
Well, that's what we need to be doing. That's how we need to fight. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. We demolish strongholds because of the divine power. And so there's these strongholds that are coming against us, and we destroy them by the power of God, by, by loving people and confounding people. That people are like, what? I can't believe you responded like that. And then it says we take every thought captive. You know, thoughts come from all over the place. I say they come like arrows. You know, all of a sudden you just have this thought. Well, um, where that thought come from? Like, grab the arrow, pull it out and look at it. You know, is this from God? Is this from the devil? Is this from the flesh? Where is it from? Is it my old self con condemning me? What, what is it? What is it? He says, you're judging by appearances. If anyone is confident that he belonged to Christ, they should consider again that we belong to Christ just as much as they do. You know, if you think you're a Christian, well, we're Christians too. We led you to Christ. That's how, that's how you know about Jesus. So even if I boast somewhat freely about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than tearing you down, I won't be ashamed of it. The Lord has given us authority and we taught, we led people to Christ. You know, it happened with signs and wonders and miracles and all kinds of things and teaching you the word of God and staying there with you and persevering and being patient. So God gave us power to build you up, not to tear you down. And he said, I don't want to seem to be trying to frighten you with my letters. You know, you say the letters are hard. For some, they say his letters are weighty and forceful, but in person, he's unimpressive. And his speaking amounts to nothing. This guy's a big softy. He's a big nobody. Like, his, his teaching's not very strong. Such people should realize what we are in our letters when we are absent. We will be in our actions when we're present. So if you think that's something, when we come here, we're going to be the same. <laughs> so let's all just straighten out and repent before we have to have these conversations, before we have to have these confrontations. He said, we don't dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they're not wise. Well, what's the standard? Oh, you know, this is what I do and, and, and I don't do what they do. Yeah, right. We compare ourselves to people that like aren't as far along with us. Well, try comparing yourself to people that are further along with you. We, however, won't boast beyond proper limits. But we'll confine our boasting to the sphere of service that God himself has assigned to us, a sphere that includes you. We want you to the Lord. We establish the church. You know, please, just, you know, receive us. We didn't do anything to you. We're not going too far in our boasting, as, as would be the case if we had not come to you. For we, as far as we, we came to you as far with the gospel of Christ, we brought the gospel to you. Neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of the work done by others. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand. We still want to be involved. We still have a lot more to teach. We still have a lot more to pass on. We still have a lot more to say to you about what God is doing. And so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. We, we want to keep preaching the gospel where the gospel hasn't been heard. And we can partner together to do that. It, it doesn't end with our local church. It doesn't end at Corinth. It goes beyond that. So let's partner together and get this thing out to all of the world. So that we can preach the gospel in regions beyond you. There's a mission agency that calls themselves that. Regions Beyond. Let's move it out. You know, there's still millions and millions of people that don't have the Bible in their own language. There's still a lot of people on the planet to reach. Might not think that in the modern world, but it's true. 
And so we don't want to boast about work already done in somebody else's territory. But let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, for it is not the one who commends himself who's approved, but the one whom the Lord approves. You now we can say whatever we want to say about ourselves, but it's really the blessing of the Lord and, and it's really the affirmation of the Lord. I mean, is the Lord using our lives and using our ministry in your life or not? You know, let's not compare ourselves to somebody else. Let's just see what the Lord's doing in our lives. And so, Lord, we uh, we get so mixed up, Lord, and uh, and we all find ourselves like turning against people and turning against good people. And Lord, we just want to partner together instead of fighting each other. So if you'd be gracious to us, we would love to just be a united people that wants to bring this gospel to people who have not yet heard. So use us, Lord. Use us, we pray. And thanks for these encouragements from the Apostle Paul. Uh, Lord, we would like to be better than that if it's, if it's possible that you could do that for us. And I think you can, and I think you will. So may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you. May he give you peace, keep you united. Let's, um, let's work together, united, to bring this thing to all of the world, to people who have not yet heard. Even so, we used to say, Maranatha. What does that mean? The Lord cometh. The Lord is coming. Hey, bless you guys. Love you.